1: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance
0: for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare Short-Term Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. I was on the ladder to decorate the math team's anniversaries banner when suddenly Thomas bumped into my ladder. Nerd! You're blocking my way, and your club is full of losers. What's there to celebrate? If so, you should join us too. Why? For a basketball team's captain, you couldn't score a single goal during the last match. Loser. Hearing that, Thomas got angry and shook the letter to take revenge on me. Unfortunately, because I didn't hold on tight, I immediately fell down on top of him. For many girls, Thomas is the high school's god. He's toned and handsome with mad basketball skills. However, to me, he's just a jerk. Ever since I was seven, I've always been his bully target. Nerd and teacher's pet were what he called me. I wished I had the opportunity to teach that bully a lesson. After Thomas made me fall, my leg hurt a lot. Anna, your leg is bleeding. One of the girls panicked and screamed. Immediately, they took me to the nurse room. Actually, my injury wasn't too serious, just a few scratches and bruises on my knee. However, my overworried BFF asked the nurse to bandage my whole leg. Come on, don't overreact. It's just a small wound. Better safe than sorry, Lillian. My brother was once infected because of this kind of injury. When I was sitting in the chair, waiting for her to help gather my things up, suddenly, Thomas appeared. He saw my bandaged leg and mm. said coldly, You seem fine. Huh? Is that all you could say? Your fault for not holding on to that letter. You, do you know that because of this, I'll have to cancel a lot of plans? I can't even do simply daily tasks. I- Fine, I'll help you until you can work normally. I was beyond surprised. Really? So stop rambling about it, okay? I was about to tell him that I was fine, but suddenly, a plan popped into my head. Time to teach that bully a lesson. From that day on, I faked being hurt to order Thomas around. Every day, he had to drive me to school and help me move between classes. Sometimes, I asked him to run errands for me, like cleaning or collecting stuff. One day, when I was in the girls' restroom, I even ordered him to get me toilet paper with the excuse that there was no paper and nobody around to help but when the basketball team's captain opened the door, he was surprised to find that there were many girls inside. They screamed loudly and called Thomas a pervert. He was flustered with embarrassment and awkwardly ran away. His miserable face was so funny to look at. Although I didn't like him very much, I had to admit that Thomas was responsible. He always did what I asked without complaining, no matter how difficult or absurd it was. It actually impressed me and softened my heart. That day, while helping me carry a large box home, Thomas was constantly looking at his watch. What's wrong? I have an important match in an hour. Recruiters from the university would come to watch. After we lost the last match, I really need to perform better. Why didn't you tell me sooner? If you're busy, I can go home by myself. What about your legs? He was uneasy about letting me go home with a sore leg. But after listening to my persuasion, he agreed and left. When I got home, I was shocked to find out that Thomas had left his backpack in my box. Curious, I opened the backpack and saw a pair of basketball shoes along with a tactical notebook inside. I tried calling him to come back but he never picked up. I pondered a lot whether or not I should bring those to him. If I ran there, Thomas would know that I faked being injured to trick him but if I didn't do anything, he may not be able to play well without his gears. In the end, I decided I had to do the right thing and immediately rushed to the place where Thomas was playing. Luckily, I was able to arrive a few minutes early before the game started. When Thomas saw me breathlessly running to him, he was surprised. You can run? Yep, sorry for lying. By the way, you left this in my box. I said as I handed his backpack to him. He seemed very shocked. I thought Thomas was about to give me an earful, but no, after a moment, he smiled at me. I'm sorry too for always bullying you, and thanks for giving this back to me even though you had to endure me. That match, Thomas played like a star and shined brightly on the field while I was cheering enthusiastically for him in the stands. In the end, Thomas and I became closer. He stopped teasing me too much, and we hung out with each other a lot more. Hurry up!
2: There is no place for losers in our family. Who arrives last will have to walk home on her own. Mom yelled and blew her whistle repeatedly, urging us to finish our lap. Even though I couldn't breathe and my legs were constantly shaking from fatigue, after hearing what she said, my sister Emily and I still kept running. In the end, Emily won. After crossing the finish line, we both fell to the ground, barely able to breathe. Sorry, July. Seems like you'll have to walk home today, Emily told me wearily as I sighed in frustration. Soon after, Mom left me alone at the stadium and drove away with my sister. Hi, I'm July. My mom was a professional track and field athlete. After retiring, she became our personal coach. It was horrible because she was strict as hell. There was no failure in her dictionary. Ever since I was little, mom always made me and my sister compete with one another. The winner would take it all and the loser would receive punishment. To get what we wanted, Emily and I always had to compete with each other even if it was for toys, bedrooms, or clothes. Most of the time, we competed by running. Only competition makes you stronger, was what mom always told us. Gradually, Emily and I considered each other as rivals on both the field and in daily life. As the state track and field competition was coming up, my sister and I were (laughs) the leading contenders for the five kilometer gold medal. In order to raise our fighting spirit, mom set one condition. Listen carefully, if Emily loses, you won't get to see your boyfriend again. If July loses, you'll have to drop out of your art class. Not stopping there, Mom said whoever lost wouldn't get to see Dad. That's (laughs) terrible. Since their divorce, Dad only came home on his birthday, and that was the only time we could see him. Although my sister and I strongly objected to that, Mom didn't waver. In the end, we gave in and once again became rivals. From that day on, Emily and I practiced days and nights. Neither of us wanted to lose. On the day of the competition, when I entered the dressing room, I saw Emily doing something very suspicious. What are you doing? Nothing. I'm just rearranging my stuff. After a few minutes of warm up, we got to the starting line. When the gunshot rang out, all the athletes rushed forward. However, while running, I started noticing something wrong with my shoes. Something inside was hurting my feet. I tried to run a few hundred meters more, but it was too much to bear. Having no other choice, I stopped in the middle of the field to the surprise of everyone. As I took off my shoes, Small pebbles started coming out. I panicked as I recalled my sister's shady actions that morning. Unbelievable. She must have resorted to that dirty method to win. I furiously threw my shoes aside and ran after my opponents. Anger and competitive spirit greatly fueled my strength. After each lap, I gradually closed the distance and caught up with the athletes. In the last 500 meters, only Emily and I were leading. Remembering how my sister pulled a dirty trick on me, it made me want to win even more. In the last 50 meters, when I sped past Emily and was so close to the victory in front of me, all of a sudden, a thudding sound resounded from behind me. Emily had tripped. She was sprawled on the ground with a large wound on her shin. Despite her best efforts, Emily couldn't stand up anymore. I looked at the finish line, which was just a few feet away from me, then looked back at my injured sister. I took a deep breath, sighed, then decided to go back and help my sister up. Are you crazy? Just run to the finish line! Emily, you're a pain in my butt, but you're more important than that damn gold medal. And just like that, I abandoned the race and helped my sister up as Emily burst into tears. After the race, needless to say, Mom was enraged. You idiot! You lost on purpose! I firmly said, Mom, we're family, and we're tired of you forcing us to fight each other. Emily also agreed. If you don't stop your unreasonable punishments, we'll have to find ourselves a new coach. Facing our fierceness for the first time, Mom had to back down. Now, emily's life and mine are easier we love each other and won't allow mom to make us fight ever again suddenly under the coat that was covering his hand he pointed a shotgun at me be quiet and do what i say otherwise you will have to pay dearly daisy his breathy voice sent chills down my spine I panicked and didn't know what to do to get out of this predicament. Hello, my name is Daisy. I'm 26 years old. Do you know what is the most dangerous job in the world? For me, that is being a famous star's manager. Why? Because I almost lost my life because of this job. For the past three years, I have worked as a manager for James, a famous movie actor. Believe me, it's not an easy job. Because this guy is both very talented and troublesome. He has a tendency to get himself into trouble. James was often spotted at wild parties by the paparazzi. Occasionally, he was even arrested for drunk driving. His love scandals are too many to count. As James's manager, I always have to deal with his mess. But at least he's decent. He respects me and treats me properly. Perhaps, to relieve himself from the pressure of work, James chose to bury himself in wild parties. It's hard to judge whether it's right or wrong, but as James's manager, it's my job to make sure things don't get out of hand. One of my worries about being James' manager is anti-fans. Sometimes I received a few threatening letters his fans sent to him, but they were all anonymous and nothing serious happened. It was still an invisible threat, though. Then, one day my worries came true. An anti-fan turned my life upside down. That day, when I was busy arranging schedules for James, suddenly, I heard striking news. Layla! My only sister was currently hospitalized because of a traffic accident. I was dead worried when I heard that. Layla lived alone and she desperately needed me. Immediately, I asked James to let me take a few days off to take care of my sister. Although he agreed, He still made me complete all the work during my absence. He had to be in Havana at 5 p.m. that afternoon to prepare for a promotional photoshoot. James wanted me to prepare a plane ticket on time and make a reservation at the 5-star hotel, The Crystal, where he often stayed. Don't forget to bring me an airport shuttle and remember to keep the phone on 24 hours. James kept telling me to do my job properly. After making arrangements, I quickly moved to the station to catch the earliest train to California where my sister lived. I waited for forever until a taxi stopped. However, when I was about to step into the car, suddenly another man also approached it. He told me that he had hailed this taxi. Because of my urgent situation, I tried to convince the strange man to give me the taxi. After learning that I was going to the station, he offered to share the ride. Coincidentally. That's also where he wanted to be. Immediately, I nodded in agreement because what I cared most about right then was being able to quickly see my sister. As soon as a taxi arrived at the station, I rushed to the ticket counter. I wanted to catch the earliest train to California, but when I was paying, I suddenly discovered that my wallet was gone. I panicked and tried to rummage through my belongings. The crowd lined up behind me began to grow impatient. They kept shouting at me to hurry. At that moment, The man who was traveling with me in the taxi suddenly appeared. He returned my wallet because he discovered that I had left it in the car. I thanked him profusely and quickly paid for the ticket. A few minutes later, my train started to depart. I was extremely surprised when I once again encountered the man who was sharing a taxi with me there. Hello, my name is Daisy. Thank you for the wallet. Already touched by his earlier act of kindness, I took the initiative to start a conversation. Hi, I'm Nicholas. Nice to meet you. The man introduced himself and then gallantly helped me put my luggage away. We both had a good time talking, until I asked Nicholas about the purpose of his trip. You know, it's a perfectly normal question. However, Nicholas's answer surprised me. Because of James, his face suddenly stiffened and then he gave me a scary smile. What the hell was that? How did Nicholas know I was related to James? I never told him about it. At that moment, things started to get scary. I panicked and tried to get help from the train attendant. Suddenly, under the coat that was covering his hand, he pointed a shotgun at me. Be quiet and do what I say, otherwise... You will have to pay dearly, Daisy." His breathy voice sent chills down my spine. I panicked and didn't know what to do to get out of this predicament. Nicholas started making requests. He wanted me to change James's schedule. Instead of letting him stay at the Crystal as originally planned, I had to move James to the hotel that Nicholas wanted. Suddenly, I remembered the threatening letters that his anti-fans sent before. Maybe Nicholas is an overzealous fan and he's trying to hurt James. No, I can't let him get there. I have to think of a way to get rid of this criminal. Nicholas kept pressing me to call James to inform him of the schedule change. Even though I didn't want to, I reluctantly complied. At that moment, the train passed through a weak signal area, so I couldn't call James, and we both had to wait. Taking advantage of that opportunity, I told Nicholas that I needed to go to the bathroom urgently. He hesitated, then nodded in agreement. Nicholas took me to the bathroom and waited outside. In the little time, I took my lipstick and wrote a message for help on the mirror in the bathroom. I had hoped whoever came in after me could see it and help me to get out of the situation. However, I underestimated Nicholas. As soon as I stepped out of the bathroom, he immediately went in to check. My message for help was detected. Nicholas angrily erased the text and dragged me back to my seat. At that point, he had lost his patience. Nicholas forced me to call James immediately. At that time, the signal was back again. James was also quick to answer. In addition to informing him of the change of location, I purposely told James over and over again that I had to attend a press conference to promote a new movie called Help, something that didn't exist. I had hoped James would notice the abnormality and alert the police. However, the superstar didn't notice that. He just scolded me for not doing a good job. I had failed again, and I started to fear for my future. Nicholas was slowly reaching his goal. Who knows what terrible things he will do? At the very moment when things were most desperate, I suddenly saw a scout girl sitting across from me a few rows away, engrossed in reading a Morris Code manual. I realized it was a great opportunity for me to be rescued because, back in the day, I was also a scout and, of course, I vividly remembered how to communicate in Morris code. Immediately, I pretended to drop the glass of water on Nicholas, both to get everyone's attention and to distract him. While the anti-fan was still wiping the water from his body, I looked at the girl and kept gesturing the code by winking. Apparently, she understood the message I wanted to convey. The girl ran to talk to the waitress, but unexpectedly, that was discovered by Nicholas. He suddenly took out a photo from his shirt and showed it to me. Oh my God, it's a picture of Layla in the hospital. Why does Nicholas have a picture of her? Don't do anything stupid, he threatened and threw a deadly look at me. Nicholas said he had someone watching my sister at the hospital. If I dared to resist, Layla would be killed IMMEDIATELY. For my sister's safety, when the waitress came over, I had to refuse to answer any of her questions. Will I get rid of the crazy anti-fan? And what would he do if he caught James? All the answers will be found in the following episode. Hello! It's me, Daisy, again. Do you remember my story? In the previous episode, while traveling by train to California, I happened to meet a guy named Nicholas. He seemed very kind as he kept helping me out, but unexpectedly, behind that kindness was a criminal who had been planning an evil scheme for a long time. Nicholas is a crazy (laughs) anti-fan. He wanted to kidnap James, the famous movie star that I've been managing for three years. In order not to follow the request of that anti-fan, I tried many ways to escape, and when I was about to reach my goal, suddenly Nicholas used a cowardly way to stop me. He held my sister, Layla, captive. With no other choice, I reluctantly followed his requests. I kept asking Nicholas why he wanted to do that to James, but he demanded that I shut up. The clock then struck one o'clock. There were four hours left for me to interrupt the plans of that anti-fan. I needed to tell James that he was in danger. In Havana right now, there's a trap being set up. At that moment, the train's loudspeaker announced that we were about to arrive at the next stop. A thought suddenly popped into my head. This is a good chance for me to get away from Nicholas. When the train stopped at the station, the passenger slowly started to get off. Taking advantage of the chaotic scene, I hit Nicholas hard in the face. After that, I quickly grabbed the phone from his hand to temporarily prevent him from calling his accomplices to harm my sister. While Nicholas was still clutching his face in pain, I made my way through the crowd, running away from the train. I hid in a hidden corner of the station. I tried to use the stolen phone to call James, but he didn't answer it. In the distance, I suddenly saw two policemen. I immediately ran over to them to report about that crazy anti-fan. However, when I was almost there, I was suddenly stopped by Nicholas. He no longer had a look of ferocity, but despair filled his face. Please, if you do that, no one else will be able to save my sister. Nicholas began to cry. What the hell is that? What does he mean? I was shocked after hearing that. Nicholas tried to convince me to give him five minutes to explain everything. After that, he would leave me to decide what happened next. First, I asked him to call his men to stay away from Layla and then hand over the gun before I was ready to talk. Nicholas immediately followed suit. After calling the hospital to confirm that my sister was safe, he and I started talking but to be on the safe side, we sat apart in the waiting row. Nicholas handed me his phone and played a video. In it was a young girl lying unconscious in the hospital bed with injuries all over her body. Startled, I asked Nicholas who that person was. He told me that the girl's name was May and she was his sister. A few months ago, May was dating James, <laughs> the famous movie star I was managing. They had a good time until Nicholas's sister found out she was pregnant. She informed James about this, but he completely denied responsibility. Not only that, to protect his career, James wanted to get rid of May. Fortunately, she didn't die. However, she suffered a miscarriage and a deep coma. Nicholas, after knowing this, immediately went to the police to report James. But because there was not enough evidence to convict him, he was powerless. In the end, to get justice for his sister, Nicholas decided to kidnap James to make him confess his sins. I searched my phone and found some photos before May's accident. (gasps) To my horror, I realized, indeed, a few months ago I had seen May hanging out with James at several parties. However, at that time, I simply thought she must be another quick love affair for him, so I let it slide. Up until now, I just thought James was arrogant but I didn't expect him to be so dehumanized. I turned to ask Nicholas what he was up to with James. He said that he didn't want to kill James, just wanted to kidnap him and make him confess his crimes. At that moment, my phone suddenly rang. It was James calling. He announced that he was about to board the plane and again scolded me for not doing what he asked. To check if the story Nicholas had told me was true, I purposely reminded James about May, I told him that May had just called me and insisted on a meeting. As soon as he heard the name May, James's voice suddenly turned panic. He asked me to block May's number and wait until he got back to deal with it. James's strange attitude made me suspicious. Is Nicholas's story true? After pondering, I decided to trust Nicholas, maybe because a part of me sympathized with him. I also have a younger sister, and if she is harmed, I'll do everything I can to get justice for her. I didn't tell James what was going on, but let him board the plane as scheduled. That means I was gradually putting James into Nicholas's hands. Nicholas, after learning about my decision, was extremely (laughs) grateful. He thanked me and promised not to harm James. Then we went back to the train together. We both decided to part ways at the final destination. The train started to move, and the atmosphere between me and Nicholas became awkward. We didn't know what to say. Is may all right how is her condition now i decided to break the silence nicholas sadly said that his sister had been in a coma for many months even the doctor didn't know when she would wake up so what exactly did james do with her i was curious and asked more nicholas suddenly became agitated he said that after discovering she was pregnant may informed her boyfriend after many rejections James finally invited her to a secret location where they often hang out. In particular, he asked May to go there alone. Nicholas found out about that and felt very suspicious. But his sister didn't think so. May was very <laughs> happy thinking that her boyfriend accepted her and the baby. She went to the rendezvous point alone as James requested. However, because he was worried about his sister, Nicholas followed her. It took quite a while for Nicholas to figure out where their location was. It was a villa located in a secluded place. Nicholas hid in a corner. He saw James and his sister talking on the balcony of the third floor. Then suddenly, a horrible scene happened. James angrily tried to push May down from the balcony. Although she tried to fight back with all her strength, in the end she was lost to the villain. May fell to the ground unconscious and James immediately left. Fortunately, Nicholas was there. He quickly ran to his sister and took her to the emergency room. Wait a sec. I suddenly realized the absurdity of Nicholas's story. As James's assistant, I know he has a fear of heights, when in high places, James will feel hard to breathe and his legs will get shaky. So there's no way he was strong enough to fight May. Damn, I put my trust in the wrong person. I looked at the clock. It was 5 p.m., surely James's plane had arrived. Poor guy, didn't know a deadly trap was waiting for him. When Nicholas seemed absent, I secretly went to the bathroom to call James. But suddenly, he discovered that. Nicholas rushed over and grabbed my phone. I yelled for help, but he strangled me. During the struggle, I fortunately kicked the door, causing it to burst open and attract the attention of everyone on the train. One of the train attendants discovered the scene. He immediately rushed to stop Nicholas. I took the opportunity to pick up the phone and call James again. Luckily, I was able to stop him from being kidnapped in the nick of time. Turns out, there was no hospitalized sister. May was a devoted fan who always <laughs> obsessively cling to James. The superstar was arrogant by nature, so he didn't give a damn about her. Once, he even made May a joke in front of everyone in the bar. That event changed her love into hatred. May went from a devoted fan to an anti-fan. To get revenge on James, she hired Nicholas, a professional kidnapper. May wanted the superstar to suffer because he dared to look down on her. So, all the stories Nicholas told me were lies. After failing to control me, he decided to make up a story to take advantage of my sympathy. In the end, May, Nicholas, and their accomplices were captured. They had to bear a suitable punishment for what they did. The insensitive superstar James also received a proper lesson after that event. He got a bit less unbearable and stayed away from wild parties. And I also realized that I was naive to easily believe other people's words. This story has become a lesson for me. But anyway, it's over now.